Welcome back to Made in the 80s, a podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have Jim and Kendon. Welcome back, friends. We planned to be back with you after Christmas, but hey, it's a new year, and we're happy we made it here, particularly in light of everything that's happening in the world. Um, and I think we should start off with kind of checking in. And Tim, let's start with you. What would you like to share with us today? A bit of why we a little bit late is my father passed away. He passed from complications of COVID. I've talked about him a little bit on the show here. He was 78, uh, living in Jacksonville, Florida. So I had to go to Florida for a couple of days, which always isn't fun. Um, but I bring it up because my dad was such a big part of my upbringing and really was the person who introduced me to sci-fi and really encouraged me falling in love with comics and like music. And when I was a kid, I was super preemie and I was supposed to have like all these birth defects and they weren't gonna put me in regular school. And my dad like really advocated for me and was like, well, I'm gonna put my son in the keyboard class. If you can do this, he'll be fine. And I did great. And then be in school and I was fine and so he's always sort of been an advocate for me um anything I wanted to do whatever I wasn't in, in, into or loved or cared about is silently and in in openly and outwardly he always advocated so that part I will definitely miss because he, he always seemed to enjoy when I did stuff and I would hear from other people like when I would go visit I would hear from people in a nursing home and his friends stuff that he would say uh so it was great so I'm gonna miss that I'm gonna miss him um it was tough. It's 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 still a tough ride, but I'm excited to be back podcasting and doing something fun that I enjoy doing that I know he enjoyed hearing me do all the time. It's funny that you say you mentioned him a little bit because I think you mention him every episode. I mean, yeah. his lessons to you are lessons that I live by, and I carry around like, don't run towards the fight unless you know who's in there. Like, don't I feel like you I just talked that. about that in our last episode. I told my nephew that. Like, I passed out some lessons to him. That was. Like, I don't know if your granddad ever taught you this, but like, here's some things that I, he's taught me that I live by that have helped me survive in a lot of weird situations. And so I said, just remember these lessons and I'll repeat them to you as you get older, as you get into college, but like, take them with you. So, and that's how people live on. It's that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We were absolutely devastated by the news, um, but I will say that he was successful in as a parent because his, you know, like you were saying in terms of all of these attributes about him and that he passed down to you I mean you're one of our favorite people and um he is responsible for a lot of that and I think you do a really good job of honoring him so thank you thank you that's my hope yeah and we're back we're glad you're you made it back to Seattle safe safe Um, on a plane wore a mask the whole time that's not necessarily fun no it's already hard for me to sleep on planes much harder with the mask on. I just couldn't really get comfortable. Um, but the planes felt safe. The planes themselves felt safe because I think they were really on people about wear a mask. Like, I mean, you hear it in the airport, but on the plane, like the pilots and the stewards, they were really on people. Like, so I didn't feel not safe on the plane. Was oh, there good. people like all three in a row or was there oh. a seat? In between, oh, super spaced out. Yeah, it was really spaced out. No, no flight I was on was packed. So my trick when traveling, especially if Kendon's not there, because he's my giant teddy bear pillow anywhere mm-hmm. we go, is if 
if there's no one else in the row, you just put up those armrests and you use that as a couch and you just sleep right there. Can't do it. I've tried, listen, I've tried everything. No. I can't do it. But, you know, hopefully when the world opens up, uh, I'll be flying again and trying out some tricks. Well, that was actually one of my favorite memories on a flight was I took Iceland Air to Germany a few years ago and it was super spread out. Also, like flying abroad, the those airlines are very, very nice. They're, yeah, they're <laughs> nice. Those international flights are so nice, man. So uh, I had the whole back road to myself and I built a pillow fort uh, <laughs> and just like just fell asleep to Adele of all things. Uh, was just, that, that sounds lovely. And the woman on the other on the other side was like, that looks like a great idea. And I was like, yeah, you should build one too. <laughs> now, I will if tell there's you, any pillows left. I will tell you the one time I did sleep, this is a true story. We were flying to visit my friend. He was going to Ohio State for grad school. And so it was in Columbus. We flew into like some other airport and we took a, a smaller flight to Columbus. But there was like some tropical storm coming from Florida. So it was coming up and into the Midwest. So it was a bunch of wind and rain. So when I'm with my friend and we get up, we get it, we get it in the in the airport. I put my seatbelt on. And I'm just like, okay, I'm in my head, I'm thinking, all right, we're gonna just close my eyes, let's just pray and get through this whatever storm it is. And then then open my eyes and people are like getting their bags. I'm like, are we changing planes? My friend was like, no, we landed. Like I didn't take off nothing. I didn't <laughs> none of it. And like he was like, you were asleep this whole time? I was like, yeah, man. Like, I don't remember. I just remember putting my head back, my eyes closed, and then like someone bumped my seat and I got up. And then I look and I see people like I look out the window and we're at a different airport. We landed in Columbus. That's the best way to fly. Just miss the whole flight. Miss the whole flight. Whole 45 minute flight. Um, I'm usually behind, like anytime I'm going somewhere, usually I'm there's work I was supposed to have finished and I'm still working on. So I'm usually like, nope, I need to make use of this time where I'm on this plane so that when I get off, I'm done. But, but yeah, that's pretty awesome. Okay. Final thing on this trip that you made. Um, I hear that there's not a whole lot of masks being worn in other parts of the country. It's accurate. And so I think, especially because you mentioned that your dad's death at mm -hmm. 78 was due to COVID, mm -hmm. I'm going to make a request to our friends that if you're listening to this, wear a mask. Wear a mask, socially distance, stay home as much as possible, stay away from parties, clubs, bars. I understand it's, we're, we're rolling up on a year, we've got a vaccine rollout, hopefully we can get through this, but it's going to take everyone. This is, the, this is the world's biggest group project. So just do your part and we're all okay. Wait, you called it a group project? <laughs> yeah. Is there project. always somebody in the group who sits back and doesn't do the work? That's America. Yes. <laughs> well, I like it. Group project. Group I don't mind doing all the work as long as you, everyone else just stay home and don't do anything. I just want out of it, man. I want out of this weird space. Mask all the time. Like just no theaters. Like let's get. I know. Well, it's interesting um, tie in a little bit because this week's episode, we're talking, it's a, a flash to the future episode, sort of, because it takes place in 1984. Mm -hmm. It's Wonder Woman 1984. And we actually were watching it on Christmas evening, the evening of Christmas when we got your text, Tim, and that was the end of the movie for that night. 
Um, so yeah, COVID, you ruined Christmas for us. And that's, I mean, whatever. <laughs> In 2020, that kind of stuff was happening. And obviously, Kendon and I watching Wonder Woman didn't didn't suffer too bad from taking a pause because yeah. woof, that movie is rough. Well, get, get into the movie. I can't wait to talk about this movie. Yes, hey, we've been waiting to talk with you about it. This is going to be a movie with a spoiler section, right? Yeah. Or are we going to spoil? Oh, spoil this movie. If we're spoiling. We cannot spoil it. Spoil the movie. Yeah. So anybody who's you know hasn't watched it, have fun with this on the uh, first half, and then watch the movie for the back end discussion because it is, it's a fun movie. There you go. You should watch it. So I will put the timestamp in the show notes for when we start our Wonder Woman 1984 discussion. Um, but first, let's recap. Like, let's continue reconnecting a little bit. Um, this is our first episode in the new year. 2021. What's the news? Well, some news broke today from one Issa Rae that this is fifth season is going to be the last season of Insecure. No, that makes sense. I mean, whatever she does next is going to be great too. It'll be great, but these things can't. I mean, you want it to end in a, in, a, in a positive note. You don't want it to be this thing that drags on and you know ends terribly because you went a season too long. Like, leave on your own terms. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take it. I'm glad to have a season coming. At least that's that's happy. But I don't know. You know me. I don't like anything to end. I hate change. Other news. Really quickly, we have some some projects coming out. We have the new Denzel movie coming out at the end of the month on HBO Max. The Little Things is Denzel Washington, Rami Malek. Um, what's the Jared Leto about these cops trying to chase down a serial killer? Uh, next month, we have uh, Malcolm and Marie, I think. Is that the baby Denzel movie? Yeah, baby Denzel and, and Zendaya in this movie, one of the first things to shoot. Uh, when we've been in quarantine, that I haven't heard nothing about it, but it looks great. Um, I love Zendaya. I love John David Washington. That looks fun. The next month, we also have Judas and the Black Messiah, the Fred Hampton movie uh, coming out Black History Month. Um, that it showed at a Sundance screening, and people are raving about yes. how fantastic it is. So Good. I'm very, very much excited for that. And then we've got WandaVision that opens. Uh, Friday the 16th. So we get our first episode of WandaVision. Press has seen the first three episodes. People seem to really like it. It's kind of nuts and all over the place and like an homage to the sitcoms. So I'm very excited about all those things that are coming up. So keep your eyes on, on all that cool streaming stuff. Yes, will do. Kendon, you got any news? All right. Um, so something did exciting happened uh, for the podcast. Um, a write up on us a profile of our podcast made it onto the university-wide newsletter at the university of washington yeah. uw today um we were, were yeah a whole write-up about our podcast and what we're up to and all of shalia's efforts on the podcast yeah all my my great efforts friends who listen are, are very impressed with my editing skills but tim um, was tim was quoted and i came in in the morning like <laughs> came in you don't even come in in the morning you just start having zoom calls but everybody was like i didn't know you had a podcast you have a podcast oh that's i was like nice. oh yeah. yeah it's the i mean so it's the article that we told friends about in december early december or november um and it was uh, we also mentioned because it, it's the new outro uh music 
is done by our friend, new friend, um, who also is the one who had written that article. But yeah, it was kind of fun to like wake up to text messages from friends who were associated with the UW because like everybody got it <laughs> by email. <laughs> so that that was that was that was fun news. That was fun news. Um, do you think the saga preceding the Snyder cut of Justice League will be more interesting than the actual Snyder cut of Justice League? I'm listen. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Like I don't know what. And we've talked about this before. Like the the rumor was always like there's a Snyder cut as if there's a cut of the film that's finished that we haven't seen, like a director's cut. And from everything we've seen follow, like they're making a whole different movie. This sounds like what was inside of George Lucas's head. It's almost like this is what I wanted the whole time, and I'm going to keep adding things in, keep adding things in, except I, for yeah. more extreme. Yeah, this is the version that he didn't get to make. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually making. Well, it. the news here is that the Martian Manhunter, one John Jones, yeah. is going to be also in this mini series. They described it in the article. Mm-hmm. It's not even a movie anymore. Um, played by Harry Lennox, which mm-hmm. people may remember from the Matrix Reloaded and the Matrix um, Revolutions. That was mm-hmm. the third one, right? Yeah, playing but- Commander Locke. Um, so he will be in as the Martian Manhunter. But you also remember he was previously in these other movies. Yep, as Calvin Man of Steel. Swanwick. Yeah, Man of Steel um, and uh, Justice League. Basically play, playing the, I think he's the Secretary of Defense. Yeah. Is what he is in those movies. So he's been hiding the whole time, which is what he's doing in Supergirl too. Right? Which is, which is Supergirl kinda... TV show. Yeah, which is kind of his character. He hides in plain sight. So, yeah. Mm, I like it. That's fun. He's That's... kind of like a their version of a, oh, why am I losing? A scroll. Yeah. <laughs> the scroll from, uh, from the Marvel Universe, particularly in um, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. So. Or um, is it Mystique? Kind of. She, no, no, Less no, 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 that no. Because Wait. he's an alien hiding in human society. Wait, who yeah. is Mystique? Wait, is, Mystique, Mystique is correct. can take on other farms, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She can look whoever, like however she wants. Yeah, that's what Jennifer Lawrence said. I'm not putting that makeup on. <laughs> so I'm for, for I most any of the form, and this is what I pick. Listen, that's the thing that annoyed me about the film because her whole character is like, be, be human, be mutant, be proud. But yet she walks around in graphic tees and boots the whole time. No. How yeah. Then how can we walking around looking like Jennifer Lawrence, look like a mutant? Change. I mean, they really just should have changed her message. It's like, kind of like yelling. Else. Black, Don't let them tell you what to do. It's kind of like yelling something. "Black Pride" with white face on. Oh yeah, it's yeah. so ridiculous. I hated that movie. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I liked um, Days of Future Past. I did like Days of Future Past. I hated uh, Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Kendon, you didn't even bother watching that one. I did not, and yeah. I, I kind of want to, and then again, and then to go ahead and watch uh, New Mutants just because I hear they're both dumpster fires. Like 2020. I can't wait to tell you guys what I've been watching. Um, any other news? Yeah. Any from you? I don't think so. There's not a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing going on right now. The world is boring. I'm constantly reminded, though, of the old Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. Oh, I thought you're the one where it's like, learn your history or else you're doomed to repeat it. Is that Chinese or is that just everybody? I don't know. When I'm not sure who said it, I just assume it was Confucius. 
<laughs> you love Chinese food. Does he say it at all? No, I like San Francisco cookies. I guess that's what I meant by that, but okay. All right. Um, is that a good segue? Should I tell you guys what I've been up to? What have you been up to? So to ring in the new year, I have watched three different things that I wanted to share with you guys today. First, I watched the live concert that was streaming of Justin Bieber on New Year's Eve. And it was so wonderful. I had not realized he hadn't been live. Justin Bieber had a concert on New Year's Eve and I watched it and it was so awesome. So um, I had not really realized he hadn't been performing. I just wasn't paying attention. He just wasn't performing and I didn't know. And I had never really considered myself a believer. No, I don't. (laughs) I just like, I didn't know what was happening. But so the concert was happening and I'm watching it and I, re- I that's when I'm finding out like he hasn't been around in so long and oh my god like I didn't realize how much I had missed him I wasn't crying but I was close to it and it was amazing I did a I watched it through my laptop that I was streaming via zoom with my sister and niece and they had all of their like light show going and I had my like light disco light thing going in the living room and it was awesome. And the really cool thing I thought about the concert was, so obviously no no audience. He's on a stage though outside. And instead of an, oh, how do I explain it? The stage, it was like a, a swimming pool at a hotel. Like the stage is outside and in front of him is a hotel and all of these people, like five people per room, all watching from their balconies. So there were people who got to watch it live right there like on their balconies watching it, but in their pods. I thought it was really cool and exciting. So that was New Year's Eve. Human ingenuity is going to be one of the cool things coming out of the last year if we're going to try to think of positives. Yeah, totally. Something that's remarkable coming out of this time. Um, So that's like the last thing that I did in 2020. And then to lead myself into 2021 on Netflix, I saw a show said, oh, that looks interesting. And I was like, oh, it's basically Gossip Girl in England in the whatever, back in the day. I don't know what time period I'm looking at. Elizabeth, yeah, Elizabethan or or Victorian age or something like that. Yeah, I totally watched Bridgerton. Oh my God, so funny. I started it like, okay, this is ridiculous. This is fun. I was two episodes in when I did like a different Zoom New Year's Eve party and was like, this is actually really fun. All you might want to watch it. And then I'd stayed up till like 4 a.m. and like kept watching. I, I finished it later that weekend. But Tim, have you seen it yet? I haven't watched it. Okay, so here's the warning. This. Here's the warning. It starts like, okay, like you're thinking you're watching like Jane Austen or something. And then it turns into like, not porn, but it gets really steamy. <laughs> I heard. It's extremely it's- awkward. And I'm just like, what am I watching? It's kind of like like a bodice ripper. Yes. I was like, it's like a romance novel acted out in front of you. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know where this was going. And it's like, so so maybe not watch it with your parents. Yeah. I wouldn't watch it with your parents. I wouldn't like have your, you know, teenagers necessarily watching it. Like it was a really, well, and I had recommended it to Kendon's dad's wife and friend. So like an older generation. During, during the first two episodes. <laughs> and we found out Kendon's mom has been watching it. And so then I'm like, okay, sorry for, rec- I mean, you might like it. I don't know, but <laughs> I didn't know what I was recommending. So friends, if you haven't That's watched fair. Richardson yet, 
it is delightful. It is really funny. It's also a little awkward. <laughs> she is also listening to the book, my mom. Of course she is. Did you guys know that Stacey Abrams writes or was used to write romance novels? Huh. Yes. What can't she do? Exactly. Save democracy. <laughs> exactly. She's amazing. Um, okay, so I watched Bridgerton. Finish that pretty quick. It's it's one season. It's fun. It's yeah. Um, and then finally, I watched on also on Netflix, Death to 2020. So Death to 2020 is one of the newest in, in a very successful, I would say, line of Netflix movies that are like faux documentaries. Um, and this one is uh, interviewing people of um, the year of 2020. And it starts with Samuel Jackson. I think he's supposed to be a reporter or somebody. And they're like, he's like, so what are we talking about? And they're like, we just want to, you know, do a recap and relive 2020. And he's just like, why the fuck would you want to do that? And it, like, <laughs> it just starts there and it just goes through the year. And and one of the graphics they keep showing is a dumpster fire. So I thought that was why that was a good segue for you, Kendon. But, you know, for a year that is such a blur where I keep thinking I did something last summer and realizing that was two years ago. Um, I am, I was really surprised watching this of all of the callbacks of all of the things that happened last year because mm. whoa, did a lot happen in 2020. So I recommend it. It's pretty funny. It's only an hour and 10 minutes or something. Like it's not very long and it was very enjoyable. So those are the three things that I did to bring in the new year. What are you guys doing? So, of course, a lot of the things I do, I do with you. Mm -hmm. And one thing that we made it through during the holiday break that we took was, let's say, a pair of alternative comic book television shows by which we're talking about superhero shows. Um, the Boys and Umbrella Academy. Huh? Two shows. Season two of both. What? We did season two of both. Right, season two of each one of those, which, in a weird parallel, both started off not that interesting to me and mm -hmm. ended very strong. Very, like I'd actually say ended very strong, not just well. Um, I'm going to start, I mean, of course, not do any major spoilers, but for the boys, um, they introduce a new team member to replace um, the Deep, who is off doing. An like an amazing storyline, right? Just he might be my favorite part of this show. <laughs> so the deep. And they ask you a question. Yeah, go for it. Would you like a fresca? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, so that was he, so funny to me. I I like the 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 uh, archer who brings him in. So he's joining some sort of version of Scientology, right? So kind of a cult light slight, slash mm -hmm. cult for celebrities, whatever. But the uh, the archer who brings him in, who was brought, he was brought to his breaking point or his low point because he was trying to stop what a robbery at a grocery store. He ran out of arrows. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "What am I without my arrows?" So that whole part is is you know. So the deep is off um, on hiatus, and so they bring in a new character uh, named Stormfront from Portland, Oregon. From Portland, Oregon. And all I want to say is the, the premise behind her is, hi is hiding in full plain sight. Her name is Stormfront, and I didn't catch it. Yes. 
And where it goes from there is fun. Not, I mean, I guess fun to watch, kind of horrifying to think about. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that- What a fantastic ending. What a fantastic ending. The whole, like- <laughs> Wait, do you mean like literally the last shot? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? But, but if you go back and watch events, big events that happened before that, it's all right there. What was the last shot? He's go, jacking go. off over. Oh! oh. <laughs> no, 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 not that one. I'm talking about the big reveal at the end. Okay. The, 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 the scene where he's over the city was cut from season one. They're going to put that in season one and they cut oh. it. Oh. But the scene, you know, with the big reveal at the end, if you go back and watch that courtroom scene. Did I miss a scene? A the, courtroom scene? The big reveal at the end of the episode, the end of the season. I mean, honestly, I don't like this show, but I enjoy watching it. No, that's the, okay. maybe I like it and I don't enjoy it. I'm not sure. It's kind of you, hate I think watching. you appreciate it, but you don't like anything that happens in it. I don't is like it, anything it that happens mean? in it. I don't like any of the people in it. Is it too mean? It is too mean and just ridiculous. Oh my gosh. When Things that happen to animals. That thing that like comes and grabs them is like this. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's a funny show. It, it just it takes a lot of time to ramp up to its to what's good. Oh, and the ep- the the scenes of Elizabeth Shue, the reveal of those scenes were some of the funniest thing I had ever seen. Yeah. So, um, it's watch- definitely adult humor, but it is funny. Yeah, watch, I'd say watch the show, um, and you'll get a lot of. It, it builds and you get a lot out of it in the second half of the season, in my opinion. Similarly, Umbrella Academy, at the end of the first season, they were thrown back into the 60s. And a bunch of the things that irritated me at the beginning of this season come together. And I actually really, really liked it. I think I like most of those people. Yeah. Would you call that a slow burn? Maybe. It's not the term I think about. It might technically be that. But like a slow burn, I don't think of it as exploding at the end. I think of it as as just culminating in something you appreciate. This one's backloaded is a better way for me to put it. And it's it's almost like um, the analogy of setting up the chessboard or setting up the game board or the dominoes. Setting up the dominoes is not the fun part. (laughs) Knocking them over is. So it's backloaded. Um, it spends a lot of time setting up what's going to happen. Um, Diego is one of my favorite characters now. Diego's great. Diego is great. Um, I really like it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how to talk about it, but I just really like it. I highly recommend it. Um, let it. Let it sit until it gets to what it's drawing to towards and i wonder where they're going in season three they made announcements for cast for season three you should probably look at that yes definitely will maybe we'll talk about it as news next week um one thing that i will point out when kendon says like it it leads up or it's like kind of a setup until you get to like the good part he was very frustrated watching this to a point where i don't know like there were times where i didn't think he was going to make it through the season just because he would be like 
this is really dumb. Why would you do this thing? Why would they do that thing? And just like very intellectually frustrated with the decision-making that they were doing. And I think at some point we said like, this show is very surface level. Like it, the visuals are great. They set it all up to look good. And to, if you're watching super surface level and not thinking, I think that's what I was just like, I'm watching it without thinking very much and I'm enjoying it. But by the end, it, they, they it had set up itself. the pieces and they yeah. changed my mind. But the one one major thing that was bothering me was that they sent a black woman back to the 60s with a superpower and she didn't use it to try to affect racism or anything like that. She has a very specific su- superpower that could definitely help with that. But she, for whatever reason, had chosen not to. Um, so by the end, even that was something that I was able to look past. Mm-hmm. Tim, what have you been watching? Um, I've been watching a few things. I watched Lupin on Netflix about a gentleman thief. Uh, you may recognize this uh, Lupin the Third, a Japanese cartoon from the 70s. There we go. Yeah, an anime. I've heard of it. Yeah, you can find that anime on Amazon if you want to watch that. But Lupin stars Omar C. You remember him for his his brief stint as um, Bishop in Day of the Future Past. <laughs> oh, that guy? That was a badass version of Bishop. I always liked him growing up. He was badass. But uh, so he's in it. He plays he plays Lupin. It's great. It's only five episodes, but they're they're great. I think part two comes out um, in April. I'm just about to start the Night Stalker series on Netflix about the Night Stalker. I'm a big serial killer fan. Not a fan of serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you mean. Fans of like investigative stories about. I'm about to watch that. You've already got me. Like, I want to watch something like that. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. I watched uh, The Wilds on Amazon. Very lost vibes about these girls who get trapped on this island. They're not sure why they're there. They're trying to get off the island. That was fun. There's a reveal at the end that that was kind of cheap, but it's it's fine. It was enjoyable. And um, I think that's about it. Playoff football. Hey, I just, sorry to interrupt, but uh, Lupin the Third and the Castle of Cognostro is the first, I think the first movie that was directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Hey! We've done several movies by. I knew I had recognized that from something. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, so I've been watching. And I watched, I watched the live action Door the Explorer movie from last year. Did you like it? Kind of fun, you guys. Not gonna lie to you. I enjoyed it a lot. Kind of a fun movie. Like, when, <laughs> I was just like, ah, let me watch something before I fall asleep. And I was like, wow, this is kind of a fun, very silly kids movie, but about being yourself and knowing who you are and, and loving yourself for who you are and not trying to change to fit other people. It's great. It's great. I thought it was a nice mix of, you know, a real life story, whatever. And like nods to the cartoon with like mm-hmm. the music and like, let's yeah. grab the map and like her having her. Swipe her. Yeah. I did love her um, parents. Like the, the casting for that, I thought was great. Good. Yeah. Does she have a monkey that talks? Yeah. Boots. Does it talk in the movie? No. Kind of, but not really. Somebody's recently telling me that Sabrina is really good. I'd been interested in watching it, but um, Salem the cat apparently does not talk. No, but Sabrina the cast is great on Sabrina's show. Yeah. I um, I started the Selena TV show. 
and I was going to finish that before starting Sabrina, <laughs> but I have other things too. So oh, also I caught up. I finally caught up on uh, Sky uh, Snowfall. Was it Skyfall? Snowfall on FX about drugs in LA in the '90s and it's in the '80s. It's great. You Very need cool. to start like listing these and sending them to me because your current list is all stuff that sounds like I would want to watch it. Yeah, Snowfall. Hey, you could just listen to podcasts. You can listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. You guys can call me out. Okay. All right. Are we ready? Let's call some other people out too by talking about Wonder Woman 84. What do you we guys are ready. Are we ready talk. to talk about it? Oh, let's do some 80s trivia first. All right. Let's do some 80s trivia first. In the teen comedy Better Off Dead, what angry character wants his $2 back from John Cusack? I do not remember that movie. What two dollars? It's the Paperboy. Oh. What animated paper series? Paperboy, Paperboy, all about my Paperboy. <laughs> what animated series based on a comic strip included Mr. Wilson, Margaret, and a dog named Ruff? Um, uh, Dennis the Menace. I didn't realize Dennis the Menace was 80s. I kind of thought it was older than that. Is it based in like the 50s? I think yeah. it does take place in the 50s. That makes sense. Which is, again, a theme that we see all the time. Mm-hmm. Who made a name for herself by singing I Think We're Alone Now in malls across the United States in 1987? Cindy Lauper? No. Tiffany. The legendary Tiffany, Tiffany shopping mall tour 87 kicked off in Paramus, New Jersey. Tiffany. I've never heard of this. Yeah. She, so she was just did a copy of that song? and yeah. Or is that her song? I don't know. Doesn't seem to be anyone. I love that song. Okay. What did Rivera find when he opened the secret vault of gangster Al Capone on live TV? I watched that. 1986. Were were there some documents? Nothing. Piles of cash. Nothing. Empty bottles or old furniture? Empty bottles. (laughs) Piles of furniture. Empty bottles. Viewers waited two hours to see essentially nothing. nothing. What? It was, you ever heard of this? It was like secondhand embarrassment. It was like this big buildup who's going to open this vault. And everyone was tuned in to see, right, this guy's one of the biggest gangsters in the world. They know if there's going to be letters in there, money, a body. And it was empty. It was nothing in that vault. Wow. Such an embarrassment for him. Good. Well, and how, how did they find it? Like, oh, my gosh, we found the secret vault. We're going to go there and look at it? Like, do they, okay, here's a question for you. Um, in Storage Wars, don't they pre-vet those those stories? <laughs> they learn their lesson. You know what Thank I mean? you. Thank what you, I think, But it, to, to be fair, at the time, like, Geraldo was a top-rated show. Got millions of viewers, and he figured this was going to be this moment that, like, catapulted his career. And it would have been, if he would have found something, it would have been this iconic moment. And it just wasn't. Wow. You take you roll and the then he, he, he ended up on Fox News. Yeah, he has some bad intel. He was so confident opening the vault. Nothing in there. All right. This this ties in a little bit to our our uh, topic of this week. Mm-hmm. If you are wearing a zippered storage pouch around your waist like a belt, what are yeah. you wearing? It's a fanny pack. We always called it hip bag. Which is way better because what fanny pack means in 
the UK is a lot less. Uh... Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how we. That's the silliest thing. Okay, here's a Stranger Things question: What game show was Eleven's mother watching when Eleven was first reunited with her? Please say press my luck. I don't even know if that's the answer, but I want it to be the right. answer. Family Feud. Uh, I right, didn't remember so, Eleven and her mom reuniting. I don't remember that either. Maybe I didn't finish. She did. We yeah. should back to, yeah, that happened. All right, so Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. Think about finally having everything you always wanted. Let's start with who's in it and who made it. Let's start with that and we'll we'll discuss why we did it and what we thought. Okay, so is Patty Jenkins returns to direct. Uh, Gal Gadot is Diana Prince slash Wonder Woman. Chris Pine shows up is Steve Trevor or Steve Trevor in somebody else's body. Um, (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously, Kristen Wiig is Barbara Minera or Cheetah. Pedro Pascal is Maxwell Lord. Uh, and that's essentially most of the cast. Lord, Lord, Lord. Maxwell Lord, aka the savior of this movie. Yeah, he kind of says he's kind of great in it, but you know. That's the movie. Uh, it is, what is it about? You want to explain this, Julia? This movie is a love story. Really? For anybody who thinks this story <laughs> is about a superhero, it's not. This is a story about a a lifetime romance that is a immortal's lifetime as in a romance and love story that is never ending and timeless and all of that. That's what this movie is. <laughs> is it kind of a re- is it kind of a remake of <laughs> As I say, is this kind of a remake of Forever Young? Do you remember that Mel Gibson movie? Yeah, I don't remember anything about it though. I don't remember it being like that. It was like but... a pilot who was like lost for a long time and woke up and he was still young. Yeah, or like Captain America. Yeah. This movie's weird because there's a, <laughs> there's but it's a, a love story. Peggy Harder. This movie okay. because it's it's got this overstuffed plot, but yet somehow it's incredibly boring for the first hour. Well, it's not Wait, somehow. we liked the first so, hour better, well, didn't we? Well, no. So here's the thing. So we, this movie starts where we go back to Namaskara or the Mascara. And if they try to redo the stuff that people really liked from the first movie, like here's this, you yeah. know, place with all of these women who are like badass and athletic and yeah. great. And like, let's start here where yeah. it's like, okay, I get it. Except for that. I also saw you guys like, really lose bad fighting world war one people with bows and arrows on a beach so i'm like you're not that badass you're kind of lame i actually thought that whole scene was was overwrought and kind of lame and the special effects Mm -hmm. yeah the special effects weren't that interesting and it was a whole lot of ado just to teach her not to cheat and i even object to the idea that she cheated because she she fell off the horse and then ran her ass off Against people who were still on horses. Right, caught up with her horse. Like, caught up with her horse. <laughs> like her horse was still running the same route. So at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, she didn't, she, she didn't, so cheating is supposed to be something that makes it easier to win, right? 
Anyway. Yeah. I mean, she did like, she didn't cut them off or anything. Like it would have been better if she had like pushed somebody else to the side or something. And then I was like, also, this seems too easy because they all just like did it. Like the people who like made it to the end and they all just like throw their spears through this giant hoop. And it's like, and nobody missed. Nobody misses. Like, oh, and then like, look at us floating and flipping. And so, Shalia wants American Ninja Warrior. Wouldn't it be great if one of these like amazing Amazons just like base planted? Just give me something that's hard to do because right now you're making it look too easy. So I'm not impressed. It's kind of like sometimes I'll watch NBA and just be like, this. Everybody's it on the same really level, so it's not impressive. You. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. But I was just like, okay, so that's how we start. And it's like, okay, we're going to try to give you more of what we, we think you liked last time. And then we um, cut into present day in Shalia's 1984. making air quotes, by the and, way. Yeah, so 1984 present day. And it's just random ass crimes or people being negligent, like happening and Wonder Woman running around saving people. Yeah, it felt like a like a, like the early Sp- Superman Donner films. I think yeah. it's one of the best things, one of the best parts of the movie. Well, I think that's what it's supposed to be. Like, it's supposed to do that, and it's supposed to be, I mean, really it's campy, 1984, campy, so like they slide. I love when she slides a little girl into the teddy bear. Yeah. And then I try, and then I remember, this is supposed to be the same world as Batman versus Superman. But I, I like that little black girl was the only black person in D.C. in the 1980s. That was great. Yeah, including the breakdancers. <laughs> yeah, including yeah. the breakdancers. I said that out loud, though, and everybody was like, oh, I don't know what you mean. I was like, okay, it didn't seem yeah. realistic to me. No, no, but, I, I clocked it. But here's the thing. So she saves so she she saves people, little mall scene, gets the, you know, would-be robbers, ties them up, drops them off a roof, which I thought was kind of dangerous onto a police car, hard enough that they snatched yeah, the car. Yeah, like, did you like, murder these guys? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Remember when Batman dropped the guy off the roof and broke his legs? Yeah. And luckily, he didn't get a concussion or something yeah. like that. So that happens. That's, like, all in the first, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. They don't have any other action for the next for half of the movie. Yeah. I paused the movie when I rewatched it and was like, we haven't had any action at all. Oh. At all. And like the little bar was at that like halfway until they get to Egypt. Somehow I didn't notice that. I was just because I turned my brain off and sat back and just let it feed into my eyes. That was it, probably it, it, it's, it's good. Diana, who's a god, being Lonely for some douche new seventy years ago for three weeks. That bothered me so bad. But like a lot of movies have set up, and so yeah. you're like, okay, I got to sit back and you know, you know, let them set the table. And then I just, I guess I didn't realize that they were setting the table for forty five minutes. They were setting the table for forty five minutes, and like the hardest thing for her is to give up Trevor, who's not actually or Chris, Chris Pine, who's not even him. Like she is raping this man. <laughs> he's, in the he's like a he's like a walking sex toy. This, like, all I could think of was place. Get Out. All I could think of was the movie Get Out because they didn't make it clear if this man was conscious or if his body was stolen and his soul just went somewhere else. Frightened the entire time. Yes, and she like she does not care that like her guy is like possessing somebody else's body. Like and she's not trying to help that guy out. On dangerous adventures, like he could have died in in Egypt. That's a good point. This like, is reckless endangerment. Totally, like <laughs> the whole life just did. Forget about it. He got fired from his job, I'm sure. Yeah, just didn't show up Do they know if he had a kid? Like, what if he missed visitation? They don't the even... Took, like, they like, even had sex in his bed. Like, why did they go back to this stranger's house? Why don't they go to her house? When yeah, it's like, why are... What? 
Is it really hard up for the Steve Trevor guy? Somebody did not think this through because it's a wish. It's a straight up wishing stone movie. Well, the wish, so the anything wish, can happen. Yeah, this already you introduce ridiculous magic to so just bring him back. You turned a woman into a cat. Why not just bring him back? <laughs> Why did you have to have him in a fake body? That doesn't make any sense. It just no, I'm bring trying him to think back. from a writer's point of view: is there something that you're trying to do that you cannot achieve uh, with him having his own body? Like, is there some benefit, some payoff? Once you I can't think magic, of anything. It's whatever. Everything, anything's on the table. Well, maybe it's like that god who you know is in charge of the stone doesn't have the power to bring people back from the dead. So. Is it just Listen. the monkey paw? Is it just the monkey paw aspect that in order for you to keep your boyfriend, you have to allow some somebody no, else's life to be taken over? But they don't no say sense. that. No, and also the monkey paw is her losing her power. Yeah. So is there? There can be two monkey paws. Sure, there can. Mm, okay. Um, well, I was like, but monkeys have monkeys, four paws. Monkeys have like four <laughs> fingers, does, five fingers. Does, how tail. But how does Barbara change into a cat? Okay, so oh, like, oh, wait, 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 we cannot, wait we we cannot go there yet. So her wish, okay, so like I said, this is, I've, wa- I've watched this now twice and I've decided wow. the, the most grace I can give it is if I think of this movie as a love story. Because if you watch Wonder Woman, the first one, that's what he says to her before he flies off and sacrifices himself. And she does love him. She gives her his watch. She loves him. Um, let's, let's go. I, I think that's, we can, we can, it's believable. I know it's him. You don't think people can fall in love. No, I believe it. She's not, but... he's not like the deepest love of her. Like, exactly. Maybe, maybe he is, who knows? Um, but I, I'm going to buy it, right? Willing suspension of disbelief. I buy that she loves him. He gives her his watch and says, I wish we had more time. So, yes. and she's been pining uh-huh. <laughs> um, for him for 70 years. 70 years. So she loves him. She's, she's heartbroken. She looks the way she does and she has not gotten with anybody else. Yeah, because it's she's, she, which maybe she has, she wasn't satisfied, right? Her first time was, was the best time. So, you know, 70 years later, she's done with that and she still misses her guy. So, so it makes sense to me when they're like, here's what I would wish for. And in her head, she doesn't say it out loud, but like, it makes sense that the wish that is in her mind is literally that thing that she's been holding on to for 70 years. What he said to her, what she's thinking, I wish we had more time. Good. It put makes that? sense. Can I put a pin in that? So with the other people who wish with this magical, like penis looking stone, <laughs> say it out loud. I don't think she's so. She's a god. No, but everyone else, everyone else has to say because Maxwell makes people say it out loud. Well, but I feel like because... I feel like the rules. I'm giving it that the rules might be different for her because she's half god. I think the rules are different for her because we know the words already, and for every it's a movie. So for everyone else, we need to hear it. Else, we don't know what they wished. So it's for us. And then also with Max, it's all a little different, right? We only see three wishes made on the actual stone, and then everyone else. Well, actually, we four if you include Max. And then everything else after that, it's Max. So Max, maybe as the, as the wish grant her or whatever, needs to hear it out loud. Like so maybe that's a new rule just for him. For him, yes, that makes sense. Because think about it. They say, don't, tell, don't say your wish out loud when you blow the candles on your cake. And don't say the wish out loud like with the little uh, puffy seed thing. You ever capture like a dandelion um, seed that floats and then you, you know, blow it away? I have allergies. I can't do that. <laughs> 
You have birthdays. I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> I don't do it because I got yelled at for doing it because I was blowing it all over someone's yard and they were like, no, I do not want dandelions all over my yard. I'm really mad at you right now. Oh, you should have. That person is. Actually, it's so like what, a parent. Actually, so what else happened? So she's going fake Steve Trevor. Wait, sorry, what's the question? So what happens next? So she, she's boning fake Steve Trevor at his apartment. Well, she needs to figure out why her boyfriend's back. Yeah. So she decided to go back to the Smithsonian and he goes with her. And that's when they realize Max Lord has the stone. Are they using protection? No. So that's, that's one of the questions I have for you I guys. assume she's clean, but she doesn't know about this guy. Yeah, that guy could have all the diseases. In the 80s? Mm. Yeah. What if he was gay? Like, what if he wasn't even a woman? Like, this isn't. I don't think anybody. Yeah, no, I they do the not care question, about this man's anything, like yeah. agency. I think at the all. first question needs that needs to be answered is: Is he experiencing this, or did they put him his soul in suspended animation? And what happens? He just wakes up like in the middle of the street in like a weird jumpsuit in the middle of like chaos. Yeah. Does he remember? No, he doesn't because she doesn't know who she is. Or does he? Does he know who she is? Oh no, poor guy. He's on like side movie where he's just freaking out the whole time. That would be great. Gosh. Yeah. Um, so we skipped a bit, but yeah, so that's that's the love story. Um yeah, so this stone can grant a wish. But, but, but okay, so the villain of the movie is Maxwell Lord. Is it is or he is the she villain? Does? No, it's Maxwell. So I, I didn't he didn't come across as a villain as much as an yeah, antagonist. Yeah, he tried to kill Wonder Woman. An antagonist or a okay. The stone so Max, seems like it. So Maxwell tries, he wants to make all this money through oil. And it's not working out. He's got these sort of shell companies, it's falling to pieces, he's in debt. But he, he knows about the stone somehow and knows its properties. We're not we don't we're not aware of how he knows about it. But he ends up making this wish where like the stone works, which is to become the stone himself. And his goal is what exactly? Well, I have a question before that. Put a pen in that. If you heard that there's a stone that grants wishes, like you read it in a mythology book or something, would you believe that that actually happens? And is there something about this world um, in which your average person actually believes that these things have actual magic powers and will actually hunt them down. Kind of like Indiana Jones, because yeah. like they're just legends to us, not things that the majority, I don't think your average person believes these things actually happen. And I can buy that he's not an average person, but they don't establish it. Like they don't make him right. Like an Indiana Jones. Okay. You study artifacts or you like, how would he, He's just a weird to all of this. He's an unsuccessful businessman. That's all we know about him. That's all we know. He makes bad decisions. He's a bit of a, an optimist, right? Cop like terrible dad. He can't be that bad because he's a significant donor to the Smithsonian. No, because he wants that gem back. So no, no, that, no, but, that, but he that has robbery, enough money, I'm saying. Other people's money. So he got investors for this people's oil, right? Yeah. You can all buy in. Life can be better. You can all buy in. Let me give me all your money for this oil that's not going to pay off. And yeah. so he's about to owe a lot of people money. But that sounds like a what an FTC or FCC like he sounds that's like something I, he could be uh 
yeah that's what the guy threatened in front of his kid he's like i'm calling i'm calling the irs or he's called he's like i'm calling so-and-so on you if you don't give me my money so but so the whole point was he was like trying to make do until he got this dream stone so he hires these people to go steal the dream stone and then it gets foiled so now he has to go to the smithsonian to get it and that's why he's making the donation that what the check was probably going to bounce (laughs) <laughs> to be honest, like I don't know that that check. If, if, if he got the stone, he'd have he'd be able to wish for it. Yeah, he's just like should... buying, like he's living on buy, like bought time, right? Like thinking that he's going to get the stone, which he does. So and we should definitely acknowledge that he is coded as Trumpian. Very much absolutely. So. I said that somewhere, and someone disagreed with me, and I'm like, well, I don't he, know how you can disagree. I think I think the first time you said it to me, I had not seen it as that. And I was like, what? And then as I sat and I really paid attention, I came around to agreeing oh, okay. to you. But I also, I think the film does do a good job establishing that like, when you when you use this dream stone that you give up something. You don't, cause like her powers aren't really working. She gets hit by a bullet. She can't barely break the lock on the door. It's these weird moments of pause. I'm like, you should probably establish that when people are making these wishes that they're losing something. Well, they kind of do. There's a little bit of a hint when, so the very first wish that we see granted is the guy who's like, I wish I had coffee. And then the coworker's like, does anybody want this extra coffee? And he's like, yeah. So he gets it. And then the coffee cup immediately spills on him. And he's like, ow, like he burns himself for getting the coffee. So like, I was like, okay, that's pretty quick. Um, Why though is Wonder Woman taking three days to start losing her powers and not even just lose her powers, but like, slowly oh. losing she learns how to fly guys, whilst losing her powers this thing was made by a god she is half god i believe the fact that it would work on her slower to some different degree than it does on your average mortal is that why it also takes a long time to work on barbara because she also doesn't lose all of her niceness and person like i thought that was a dumb thing like that we don't know that she didn't lose something else like the you lost your niceness because yeah. they said her that you lose her love for people. You lose the thing that's most valuable to you, and I don't know if she would consider that. And also, I I didn't buy that Diana's powers are what's most valuable to her, right? Because she's supposed to be this upstanding like yeah. like paragon of of justice and value. justice and stuff. Yeah. And her most valuable thing is her power. There seem yeah. to be a lot of guessing about what this stone is. That's the other part, right? They don't really know what they're dealing with. And then they like get this ancient Mayan book and all of a sudden they have a better idea, but they're also still guessing. Like maybe it's not that it takes away your most valued possession. It just takes away something and it's random or like, we don't know. And like, similarly, they're like, oh, everyone has to denounce their wish. Everyone, really. Everyone who made a wish on this has to do it. Not we can get just most deep into people. That everybody like they just like make these conclusions and go with it well i mean the whole idea that he had to touch people and then all of a sudden it went from literal physical touching to a amorphous uh sort of what does you say the particles come down and touch your technology so you can watch the tv without touching it but if your hands are on the keyboard oh (laughs) like how is that different than the um broadcasting Computers at the time did not have Wi-Fi or the ability to, like a TV can accept a broadcast, yeah. but a computer could not accept a, a broadcast. They're and not even built to do that. 
so they were interested to Barbara. So Cheetah is one of like <laughs> one of the biggest villains, and they treated her like a side chick. Like Barbara is like the she's like clumsy and wears glasses, and her hair is messy, and she does the nerd thing. She drops all her papers on the floor. We've seen this done in Batman Returns yeah. with uh, Catwoman and Batman Forever with the Riddler. Except for with those, they actually had a transformation where the person is somewhat like i don't know she's supposed to be like she doesn't look physically different or cooler and she's like i wish i could be sexy like diana i'm sorry kirsten wig does not look like diana looks and then she's wearing like a fur coat in dc in the summertime it was really nice. she like, and like plaster on her hair like what is going on okay. maybe maybe if they had done like a death becomes her situation with yeah. um like goldie hawn right like make her make her big make like do something with her beforehand as this clumsy person before you turn her into because Kristen Wiig I mean she is skinny like she has like a good enough figure or whatever like but you have to start somewhere worse she's 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 not gorgeous the way that um Gal Gadot is and they you needed to find somebody who's on that level of gorgeousness and then downplay it downgrade it somehow or say something different, like, or just not have her wish to be sexy like her. Yeah. Like, say something yeah, like, I wish I was smart point. and strong like Diana. Just say that. I wish I was smart and strong like Diana. Like, Although, actually, no, I'm going to go backwards on that. And talented. She doesn't become more beautiful. She becomes more sexy. And men do find confidence and certain physical attributes, the way you dress, heels, and all that stuff, to be more sexy when she walks into the white house with like that plaster on her hair and like <laughs> runs in her stockings like is she more sexy i don't know she's like a rocker chick now maybe yeah. she's sexy to a different crowd maybe so here's maybe where i'm gonna put my biggest the biggest issue as a biologist <laughs> okay she becomes a cat lady because she gets a second wish which we didn't know you can get second wishes but apparently He's the dreamstone. He can do whatever he wants. He's yeah. gonna break, no one else got a second wish. No one else. Like, I'm taking that and giving it to you. Okay. So she gets a second wish. She wishes to be an apex predator. Now, you guys, this is maybe nitpicky. But as a biologist, you should all know that a cheetah is not an apex predator. Nope. A cheetah, or, or an apex predator means that it's at the top. It Nobody steals its prey, right? Nope. A cheetah is a secondary predator. It gets its prey jacked by hyenas, by leopards, by lions, most most notably. It is a secondary predator. So even that they got wrong. It's like somebody wrote the script. Oh, I, I hate doing that. I don't know who wrote the script. I'm really sorry. But like... Look it up. Or the screenplay. Like, why are you putting these words in here? Use a different yeah, word and it would be okay. Yes, there's several times that... Yes, that's a something that happens in a lot of movies where you simply didn't have to use that word. You thought it sounded good, and it's not. And uh, it's a good point. She did not write the first Wonder Woman movie. She directed it, mm. and it looked great. And I think this movie is on par with that one uh, visually. You know I'm, what? You know what? Sometimes you write things, and you need somebody else to read it. What's his face when he was like, I didn't, so, no one told me a cello isn't a woodland instrument. Oh, Lil Yachty? No one, Lil Yachty says, says the line and nobody tells him. Like somebody needs to at least let him know, by the way, cello, not not a woodland instrument, just so, so you know. I, I think the strongest example is George Lucas, <laughs> who directed the first Star Wars movie and yeah. maybe the third, but a bunch of other people, editors, 
were in there, people who who could tell him, no, that's a bad idea or try this or whatever. And then you get to the prequel movies where all of the success of Star Wars has been heaped on that one person, George Lucas. And so nobody says no to him. And so you get yeah. a mess. You can't be afraid to edit. Like you need people who you can trust to edit your work. Because like it, it, it's not that it's bad, but you just, you need another set of eyes on it. And not that Patty Jenkins isn't amazing, right? And also she did Monster before that, which I hear is a really great movie. Great movie. Um, it's not that. It's the, the problem is that the success of something doesn't go to the team. And I think that's something we need to, in media, as fans of media, to, to try to do better, is that these are team efforts. Just because somebody's at the head of the, the team, I don't even know if she's at the head of the team. A bunch of people did something, handed her a project to carry it across the finish line, right? She's the one who, make, who makes the visual storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, and so that does not mean that she should then become the writer. Okay. But, but in any case, you're, you're so Ashita is not Apex. Yeah, she's not Apex. For Brothers, I mean, she, she's very much attached to the success of the first film. It's one of your most highly rated and successful films. I can imagine them giving her kind of, you know, the keys to the car and letting her go. I understand what you're saying, but my rebuttal is, if it was so successful, done one way, why don't you carbon copy how you did it last time? Last time you didn't make her the writer and it was great. So if you're changing up the formula, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't disagree. All right, so there's that. Um, but I did think it was fun that um, I caught a little bit of foreshadowing. Sec well, it was the second time I watched the movie. But when we're getting introduced to Kristen Wiig's character and she meets Diana and she's talking about like heels, women don't wear heels. And then she looks and Diana's just like, some of us do. And she looks at her heels and they're like super high heels. Um, for a women empowerment movie, that's not really good. Like we know a lot of people who in their like older years have really messed up feet because they were wearing shoes like Diana's wearing throughout this movie. And uh -huh. it's occurring to me right now that they might be doing a disservice to women by doing that. But anyway. But was that not empowerment in the 80s? It, to be we wearing have I'm just saying now. like I, we know women who in the 80s were wearing those shoes. And, and they now, were feeling empowered because the, they had the shoulder pads. Yeah, the shoulder super pads. Super high heels. And in the teens, they're getting foot surgery for bunions. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, but you're right. This is the 80s. So anyway, but Kristen Wiig goes, I like your heels. Animal prints. And they were cheetah print heels. Wait, have you ever heard of cheetah print heels? No, but or, what, what, leopard, you always leopard. hear of leopard print. Okay, well, maybe they were leopard print. I don't know. They didn't say it out loud. She said know, animal right? print. She said animal print. Oh, she said animal? In fairness, yeah. Okay. But I was like, oh, cheetah print. Anyway, foreshadowing. Yeah, none, none of this movie makes sense. No. Did she not murder that man? Murder. Did you kick somebody into a truck and the a truck van? dents? A van? or Yeah, and, and the metal dents? You kind of killed somebody. Now, she is becoming a villain at the time. Yeah. But they don't really address the fact that she's gone full villain. Like like the Joker, no. like you see the Joker straight up murdering people at the beginning of The Dark Knight. You know he's killing people. Wait, sorry. When does she throw or kick somebody in? The guy, the guy who was uh, catcalling her, chasing her, she finds him and she kicks him and then she kicks him again and she kicks him again. 
back down the road. Yeah. Well, I think they kind of do because the, the guy, the homeless guy that she's friends with comes in and is like, yeah. what are you doing? But no, but it not, it, the, the movie does not, business, um, the movie does not in movie language let you know that somebody was just murdered. Yeah. I don't think that, yeah, they don't, they leave that open. Also, I don't know how bad of a guy he is. Like he definitely Im- like seems kind of dangerous, right? Like a drunken guy or messing handsy. with her and stuff, handsy. But like we, we. It's not a death penalty offense. Well, it's not clear if he was just going to bother her all the way to where she goes. Like we, that scene is interrupted in a way that it's not clear to me that he was going to harm her more yeah. than just what he was doing. Yeah. Like, but she, but she is angry. Like within the movie, within the character, right? She's becoming, first... she's becoming a villain and a bit power drunk on power. Yeah, fair enough. Um, there's a lot of I, I haven't. I, I'm curious if anybody has done it where they took the percentage of the movie, like the time, and yeah. considered counted how many um, scenes or cuts or whatever um, frames are just Diana's face. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, I, like, I say, just just have, so how many of them just getting hit on by men? Yeah, that too. Hey, beautiful. Hey, can I do something to help you? Hey, gorgeous. You look amazing. Oh, look at your dress. Like the whole. I movie. mean, I guess so. Was it was that worse problem in the eighties, or is that some? Nice. Is, is that something that they're trying to say about now? I don't know. Or just help. They just want to make sure we know that Diana is gorgeous. Because so we there know. Are three th- there are three things that really arc. Four things that really arc me. Only four? We'll, we'll get really? to five. Five. Okay. First was like her rubbing her hands together to create the invisible plane. Dumb. But you don't have to, you don't need the invisible plane in this movie if you're going to do this. Make it a gift from the gods. Do anything. Are invisible planes as impressive nowadays? No. Now that we have stealth technology for planes, anyways. But I, I mean, I don't mind. She needs an invisible plane. She's Wonder Woman. I was happy when she got her invisible plane, but I agree. The way it's done. Mm. And I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Sam, have you ever seen a fighter jet where the I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but a fighter jet where the 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 seats are side by side? No. One no. I've never <laughs> seen that before. And I think it's an aerodynamics issue. Yeah, where you, you can you so know, wide, you're making a wider plane at that point yeah and it was okay so somebody might know of one that exists but it seemed like they created that for a romantic moment also yeah, when oh, fly through the fireworks yeah i'm gonna let you go go through yours sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no you're fine um second was that whole trip to egypt is a waste of like 20 minutes it's supposed to be like this whole big action sequence but nothing She's flying through the air. She's saving little kids. It's they're, they're chasing down the caravan. None of it does nothing. Adds nothing to the film. Go ahead, Tim. Did you ever play in the streets when you were a kid? Yes, but not. I, 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 there was a road in my on my block. When the the cars came from not that far away, we heard the cars yeah. and we got out of the way. Yeah. I you, did not you might buy even yell, car. if those cars were far away in the desert. Where you can see for probably miles, and re- yeah, like really, those kids face. needed to be saved. Yeah. Uh, Shaking my head. Actually, you know, Barbara turning into a cheetah for no absolutely no reason at all. But not really turning into a cheetah. Just like her face is now painted. 
Her, I didn't. Well, no, her. She had like weird uh, like cat feet cats. now too. Oh okay. yeah, she did. Okay. You look like Jason Derulo and cats. And you want to talk about an up- uplifting movie for women? You had a literal cat fight. Um. Yeah. She starts flying at some point, and so it's unclear what her powers is. Right. You want to establish what these people's power structure is. Now she can. Not only was the flying out of place, and how come she didn't fly these other films? To use her flying around to fight dark side and because she needed a man to tell her how to fly. She's <laughs> the CGI in those scenes was so bad. CGI was really bad. Tim, I had a question for you about this. Sure. So one of the major, I think, really cool images in the trailers is yeah. that she's lassoing lightning. Yeah. Now it gives you this idea that she finds another way to move through the air, like Spider-Man, except for on an even more epic scale. Right. But she can already fly, so, so it feels the like they put it in there for a cool scene for a trailer, not because it makes sense. Unless she got tired, but swinging from lightning also seems tiring. Yeah, I mean, she had to learn to do it. She needed the momentum. I will say that was actually on my list as my favorite thing is that she learned to fly because this is a love story. And Steve told her how the, like how flying works. You need the momentum and then you're just surfing in the air. And so she figured it out. She uses the lightning to swing a bit. And then she- No, she was flying before she swung on the lightning. Well, she was, well, how she got up there, she had the momentum. And then she grabbed the lightning and did some more. Okay. So I think she was still learning to fly. And he can teach her how to fly because he knows how to fly a jet that was created 60 years after he died. He understands the mechanics of flying. Of <laughs> a modern jet. Okay. Okay. Tim, what what what's next? So at some point she shows up um in that um gold looking suit. Oh my god. Like, looking like that bad guy from Power Rangers. Because it's all oh, Goldor. Go- Is it yeah. Goldor? Because all of the Amazon's armor made that much metal. And also, it wasn't, it, it wasn't that strong. It got yeah, torn up by a cat lady. It's, it's, it's gold ore. It's bad, is what it is. It was very it, disappointing. I thought that like, armor was going to be awesome. Her, she puts the armor on and she automatically takes it off. So what's the point? I don't know. I think it's another trailer moment to show her sh- like shrugging the wings off. It's a trailer moment. And also, they stole a scene from Endgame. She's coming in. The cannons turn to the clouds, start shooting at the clouds. Mm. Comes out of the clouds, just like Captain Marvel did. It's a. It's so dumb. So dumb. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, this movie was filmed before Endgame came out, didn't it? No. I thought this was filmed a couple of years ago. No. Endgame came out. Last year. A year and a half ago? Yeah, yeah I think this was... I'll, I'll check my notes. It filmed think, a while ago. Let's find out. Yeah. But that's I don't know. Either thing. way, they were still in editing. Like, when it looks exactly the same. I agree with you, Tim. But those are my big concerns. I just was... Could you imagine going to a theater and risking coronavirus to see this? Come. Oh, my God. That's a good point, Tim. I would have been mad. Livid. I would have been mad. Okay, so I'm going to add some of the list. Um, 
inconsistencies are hard for me sometimes. I try to like not pay attention, but sometimes they're frustrating. One of the ones that was really frustrating to me was at the White House where she won't let Steve use the sword. Yeah. And she's like, but then they start beating up all of these Secret Service guys in the hallway and like she's kicking them and pushing them and punching them and knocking them over. But then in the very next room, she's instead of fighting Cheetah, she's like running around scrambling, trying to catch them from falling and hitting walls. And like, why are you wasting your energy catching them instead of fighting her when you just beat up all of those guys around the corner? That didn't make sense to me. The other thing that I wanted to add, and this one is more of a like a bigger thing. And it's actually something that really bothered me in the first movie too, is like, this is a woman superhero. This is one of ours. I don't, I don't like when I feel like I'm being like pandered to, I guess. Mm-hmm. I feel sort of insulted. And so when I see all of these like sparkly women flipping, like flipping around in the air and like twirling and stuff, I just, I feel like you are, it's like, oh, this is a woman. So it has to look this way. So and I, it Are you talking about me. the end fight there? No, I'm talking about like in the first one when we're in the mascara and they're just like, oh. oh, these women are so amazing. And I'm just like, this fighting is, you're doing it this way because this is women. And I just, I don't, I don't appreciate I it. I feel like it would I've, be cooler if they, not copy 300, but like they're an advanced version of the Spartans in 300. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, I think that Marvel like has done it better as, like, Black Widow, right? Her fighting style is unique and feminine, but she's not, like, glittering and flipping around. Like, I just, I don't like that. I didn't like that about the first one. And then the second one, it, I saw it in a couple of places. And, like, in particular, the fact that they are in a hurry because the world could end, but let's, oh, happens to be 4th of July. Let's go fly around in the fireworks real quick because women like sparkles. Like that's where I felt like, I feel like this movie is supposed to be for me and I'm really irritated that you're doing this to me right now. That like, oh, we have to to go fly around in sparkly sky because you think that I like sparkles and therefore I'm dumb enough to think that this is more important than going and saving the world. It felt kind of like Rose and jack and t- titanic like. but at least they're just on a boat like they weren't going to make the boat go any faster but i just can't imagine cap like saying oh yeah let's go play in the fireworks real quick while max lord is doing some scary things somewhere like i just but did they know the world was ending yet i feel like his threat had not reached the level he had gotten, he hadn't even stolen the, the guy's uh security forces yet Fair enough, but they she did make it seem like it was important enough to go find the like to yeah. follow him. I so. wish they had so sometimes they throw in a line that needs that shouldn't be there, like the Apex Predator. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to throw in a line like, I know this jet is fueled and ready to go across the ocean. My work for the Smithsonian Gems department gets yeah. me access to the planes over here. And <laughs> well, the thing is is the Smithsonian is a is a uh, museum, right? So mm. the assumption is that this plane is like decommissioned or something. It's not, they don't typically keep that sort of thing fueled, right? It's an action plane, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I was irritated by no that. Sense. 
and like the whole, oh, it's 4th of July. Oh, right. Let's go. Well, first he's like, what is that? Like, you don't know what fireworks are? Because those are really old. Like, yeah. they were around. Yeah, you've never seen that. You've never invented those a thousand years ago. He sees oh, a subway also, train. He acts like he never saw one before. Right? <gasps> Did New York, New York had a subway a long time ago, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, not that unbelievable. And they had trains. Like, it's not that... It's not that big of a deal. Now, also, <laughs> the other question I had was, and this isn't this isn't a like I'm not nitpicking or anything, but she takes him to the, to learn about space and like, oh, we've made it to space, and like, let me take you and introduce you to, I don't know what what where they were, but something about NASA, right? And I was like, does he know that this is most like a lot of Nazis made this happen? No, because no. he doesn't know what a Nazi And is. then I was like, oh, good thing it was World War One and not World War Two. If it had been World War Two that we were watching in Wonder Woman 1, I feel like his reaction in there should have been a little different well, if he had I known think about it. This, this touches he was opposing all those black people in D.C. <laughs> <laughs> he I was like, oh my gosh. It's actually... There are, there are Negroes eating at this chili place. That's an excellent point. He 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 carried some of that racism with him. He didn't just let it go. Um, I think the the reason why this is called Wonder Woman 1984, WW84, um, is because they didn't want to call it Wonder Woman 2 because then it would have been World War II, WW2. Yeah. And also, to go further with that... That would have been kind of great because first one was World War One. Yeah, but the question is, why wasn't she involved in World War II? And that opens up a whole like, <laughs> like, what do you say? Like, like she was there to fight evil, evil in the form of David Thewlis as right. as Ares. And Ares was like, these people are doing it on their own. Right. And then like real evil man shows up, mm-hmm. and she's on a ranch. Is that is that where she was? Well, and that's like that that goes towards the end you know, okay, Kenan, you appreciated how she talks everybody out of it. And that's how this is solved. But like, what are you talking about? Like the world is beautiful and this, like everything is fine and being like, no, it's not. And you should know better because you've been around. (laughs) Things are not okay. Meanwhile, there are death squads going on in South America. Right. And she's, she's like, everybody needs to renounce their wishes because, because everybody we've been shown has wished has been wishing for things that are selfish or bad. She's solving all this crime in DC and doing nothing about the crack epidemic. Why? What I'm saying, as far as everybody renouncing their wishes, what if somebody's wishing that their stepfather is not beating their family? Yeah. Right? Or that their village is not being raided by violent people. It's like everyone's inherently evil. (laughs) Yeah. And then, but also, but you're beautiful, you just didn't know better. Okay, and then also you 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 mentioned him like there was really no reason we needed to go to Egypt, except that the wish that happens in Egypt is somebody who says he wants his ancestral lands restored to their rightful owner and to exclude everybody else who's trod upon them so that they can't be, I don't know. So, so he wants Trump's wall, apparently. So but that's what happens is a huge wall comes up. And I like, she... I couldn't that there was a moment where I was like and then there was just a moment where I couldn't not think about the actor herself and you're not alone in this right (laughs) 
I was like, I don't even have an opinion about it, but it was just one of those, like, you've just pulled me out of, for, for a scene that isn't necessary, you really just pulled me out of the movie because now you have my, like, my mind thinking, and I don't think that's what you want. <laughs> well, what do you mean by that? Well, like, it, it, it made me, it made me stop, like, pull, it pulled me out of the movie. I'm no longer in Wonder Woman. Now I'm thinking about the actor. And if I'm thinking about the actor, that's kind of a problem, I think, because I'm no longer in the movie. So yeah, those are those are some of the more nitpicky things. I will say, I really liked her fashion. <laughs> her, the, her dresses and outfits. And I was like, it's been a while, but I don't, we've seen a lot of 80s stuff. I don't see a lot of people dressing like she was yes. dressing. <laughs> when, Shalia, when Shalia gets back to work in person, she's going to be wearing shoulder pads. I can see yeah. You're wearing nothing but silk. Nothing but silk, silk shoulder pads. Hey, so we've been, I mean, this movie deserves it. It crumbles under scrutiny. But let's, we should talk a little bit about something like if we found positives. And I would like to start off with A, I liked the comic booky action, the way she swings around. You could say it's bad effects, um, but I think some of it is, is done intentionally. It's more smooth, more uh, action y, less impact heavy, like the Zack Snyder stuff is. Okay. And we haven't spent a lot of time talking about what I think is the best part of this movie is Max Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. Played, <laughs> good pull, um, played by Pedro Pascal. And it might be the fact that he is just irresistibly um, charismatic as yeah. an actor and is overcoming a whole lot. But I found every scene he was in to be really fun. Yeah, he was fun. And we like to talk about the two main things that go into the 80s, hookers and blow. I, at some point, started to think of it as almost like he was on coke. Like he was coked out through that movie. And it started to make a lot more sense because he was just like, got to have more. Got to have more. I got an idea. I got another idea. Hey, don't, wouldn't you like to have that? We can make that happen. <laughs> and I don't know if that was intentional or what. And his eyes bloodshot and like his nose is bleeding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't you want more? And and so I, I found that to actually save a lot of the movie for me, just watching that happen. Um, and I don't know if they did that on purpose because they could have had the entire same plot line, but he would not have had that amped up personality. And then I found it very effective, despite all of the stuff that we disagreed with, um, when everybody's renouncing their wishes or, and all of that nonsense. Um, when they showed him as a, going through his life as a kid who had holes in his socks and was being bullied and kicked and yeah. he got old or he was being beat by, I think his father. Yeah. And then like something about that uh, when he first opens his, his own little business and he's got like the little table of, of snacks out front and he's straightening the sign on the door and he's very proud that's partially like the he doesn't come across as a villain to me he comes across as somebody who's in this country which can be very cutthroat our system and just really wants to he really wants to do what tv and everything is saying the country is and he's bought into it and he just doesn't come across as evil to me um up until the point he becomes the stone and then i saw the stone is behaving kind of like the one ring um from the lord of the rings as it is a corrupting it corrupts what's what's was what was good about him that that ambition now the lying 
and all that other stuff, you know, obviously is not ideal. <laughs> but he seemed kind of admirable, almost like the, the um, what do you call it? The first generation or second generation immigrant mm-hmm. spirit of really trying to make it in America and getting kicked a lot. Yeah, I don't, when I say he's the villain or the bad guy in this, I'm not necessarily saying he's evil because I did understand where he was coming from once we did get a glimpse of that. And he really, I mean, they established him getting kicked around and like being called a loser in front of your kid. I don't know if there's something worse than that. Yeah. Um, Like I just, I couldn't, like I don't care how much money he owes that guy. Like that guy doing that in front of his kid is just low. Um, so I never, I, I, I think of him as the bad guy or the, in this, but I don't necessarily mean that he's an evil person. Well, I po- that's why I would purposely use the term antagonist while, um, Barbara is a villain. She turns into just being a villain. Sure. Maybe you could say that, but also we don't even know what she lost because she's also been kicked around. She's just having dinner with Diana and like, she's like, yeah, people just like make fun of me um, behind my back. And it's like, guys, I can hear you. Like she, there's a whole lot of crap that she deals with and just kind of ignores. And so I can also see her getting fed up and just being like, I hate people. And again, she didn't start off evil. She wasn't evil in the beginning. He gets fed up and says, I need to find a way to be successful. I want more, I want more, I want more. And she attacks people physically. She wants to keep her power. I mean, honestly, she's not, she's, the people who she attacks is the guy who had ogled her before and he was bothering her again. And then she starts to attack Diana and people who are trying to take her power away. Cause that's the whole thing. When she sees them say, everybody has to renounce their wishes or whatever. And she's like, wait, or you're going to destroy. Like, I don't want to lose my power. So that's why I'm fighting you. But she also attacks the security forces at the, the security at the the White House. That's because they're there. They're not trying to, right. She's protecting Max Lord. Right. Okay. She's the heavy of the movie, right? She's (laughs) the best I can think of is Bane from. um, Yeah. Well, Bane from both of the movies he's in. I was thinking of uh, Batman and Robin, but I guess. No, because Bane is supposed to be the main bad guy in The Dark Knight um, Rises. Yes. But anyways, I'm getting caught up. Um, but I, I'm thinking of Bane from Batman and Robin, where he's just there to smash. Like, I'm going to smash. Like, I, I feel like she had very little purpose in this movie. The movie would have been better without her. Because honestly, the thing that I found also positive about this movie is that uh, a lot of these superhero movies, we hear... Um, you know, people are kind of tired of the giant laser beam in the sky that needs to be stopped or the giant CG monster that needs to be stopped. And as much as once I thought about it, it breaks down. I really, in the moment, appreciated that the solution to this problem was not more punching. It was trying to bring the best out of people. And it was effective on me before the movie ended and the lights came up and I turned my brain back on. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. So end scene, Max has figured out how to reach everybody and get all of their wishes. Um, and he's standing and like broadcasting directly to them because Diana ruined the equipment, but he's so powerful by then he can he can do that. And somehow she's distracting him and talking to him and 
he doesn't realize that her her lasso is slowly I don't know I've never seen a like lasso just like creeping over and then like wrapping around his ankle I mean she couldn't have moved it fast because I think I am I thought she moved it fast when he was distracted like just at a moment or something no because she was like I'm not talking to them I'm talking I'm not talking to you I'm talking to them so like that whole talk well yeah or in any case he doesn't know this lasso's around his ankle somehow but it's just like out there just like I mean it was clever but I just I didn't I didn't buy that everybody renounced their wishes I guess I just the little kid didn't didn't renounce his wish remember because the dad comes back and he's like oh I didn't come back because of you I don't think the kid understood what was going on I don't think that little kid renounced his wish that the dad when did he get a wish in in the before the dad before Max Lord goes to the White House. Oh, he wished on the stone. Yeah, and the one thing the kid wants is his dad to be with him, and his dad immediately leaves and immediately leaves and goes to the White House. But I give it to you, Kenan. I do appreciate that they did something different. I guess I wish they had done something different when it wasn't the woman superhero having to do it again. I just, I mean, but maybe that's why, right? Like it's directed by a woman, and and. See, I have a lot of affection for Wonder Woman, and there's always like there's this like storyline anecdote of paired for everything. And Tim, you might be familiar with this, um, that Batman has had like a case full of the of the weakness for every superhero. Yeah. You know, Batman's kryptonite, uh, whatever it is for the Flash, whatever it is, right. and there's nothing in there for Wonder Woman because there she is. has. N- Oh fuck! Yeah, you, you haven't seen Justice League Doom? Did I did I mess this up? I've been I've been knowing this story for forever that there's watch, nothing watch, in there. Watch Watch Justice League Doom. It's in How there. recent is that? It's a it's a few years ago. Well, there goes my anecdote. My positive <laughs> thing was that she doesn't have any specific weakness. She's she's good, and I like her the way I like Captain America. So I, I see, Shalia, that you're saying, you know, as the woman of the Marvel ones is Captain America because he has a personality that I appreciate. The difference here is that he's not naive. He's just steadfast in a certain belief. And she comes off as too naive for yes. for having been in this world for 70 years now. Like in the first movie, it makes some sense. <laughs> like, And I just think that... I, I don't I, honestly I'm I'm thinking out loud with you guys. I don't know the answer to this and I, I don't know what I think is worse and what is better. But I I understand that we can like we can say women do things differently and maybe better. And so maybe that's how it should be. But I also care a lot about being like, or women can do anything that men can do. And so we like I kind of want the 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 woman superhero to be able to punch her way out of it, like men can punch their way out of it. Maybe she chooses not to, but like but she it punched just, her way out of it in the first and movie. I was like, and the first one, we did get it. So I guess that's good. And also her power, she was losing her power. So it, she was like creative enough to do something different. But the other part of it was like, it also opens it up, us up to the like very clear joke of, yeah, the woman, the woman won by talking him to death. Like literally talking him until he kept, left the room. Yeah. She just kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, what she won. Was just but to be fair, and I don't know if this is, consider Texas or not but that is one of the things that you hear a lot is the world would be better if women were in charge because women talk things out that is something that you hear said in like discussion about 
you know, the difference between the genders and how the world has operated under, you know, male leadership for as long as it has. Yeah. And, and so when I sat and I saw that, I was like, she is trying something different. She could literally pummel his face in. She can do that. And we all know she can do that. Even with her powers diminishing, but her powers were back by this time because she had renounced her wish. That's what oh, I was liking about it. Oh, she re- her powers came back once she renounced her yeah. wish. Yeah. Oh, that helps with the flying scene a little better. Yeah. And I agree with you, Ken. And that's where I'm like, I don't know what's better or worse because I do agree with you this idea like women talk things through. And if women rule the world, we'd be in a better space. And maybe that's right. And maybe I'm just wrong in my my I, kind of gut reaction there i think your gut reaction has a lot of like a lot of credibility there um and then the one thing being right is that she did get the chance to be the punch in the face yeah that's a good point tim do you have anything to add with that no that's it for me all right i have a prepared question for you yeah. since this is an 80s podcast what is your favorite steve being out of time acclimating to the 80s so i don't know if this counts as 80s nostalgia per se but pop tarts he was Uh, eating pop tarts for hours or something he Mm -hmm. said i'm a fan of pop tarts i I found that think about the food he was eating when he was in the military it's probably terrible boiling everything yeah pop tarts yeah it's amazing they're good cooked or not true Mm -hmm. all right tim what's your favorite it was Pop-Tarts. Mine too. Oh, yours too? Yeah, mine too. Pop-Tarts. Okay, well, mine was also in that apartment. Mine was when he was like, I tried to get to you, but this bike wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> he had a... <laughs> <laughs> exercise bike. An exercise bike, and I was laughing because that was very 80s. <laughs> you know, a, a review I was listening to made a good point, though that they didn't really make that great a use of the 80s setting, in my opinion. No. It was too thick. Like, the nostalgia itself, like, I'm going to do this weird fashion and zippers and the pants and fanny pack and, like, okay, but I don't know, it could have been they better. Needed, what they needed was a better soundtrack. Yes. Oh, Bumblebee, yes. but I'm, I'm thinking of Watchmen, even. Watchmen. Watchmen did a good job. And that's in the 80s. Stranger yeah. Things. Stranger, Stranger Things, like, they really needed to go also, true. apparently that was a Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Hans Zimmer did the score. I think so. And what's weird is when she starts flying, I didn't know it was Hans Zimmer, which only makes this weirder, is that when she starts, when she's flying, they start playing one of my favorite mu- uh, musical score um, songs ever, which is um, Adagio in D minor, which is a song from Sunshine. What um, is Sunshine? Say again? Great movie. What is Sunshine? Yeah, Sunshine is a, a great movie that I have not actually watched, but know a whole, whole, whole b- a bunch about, including the soundtrack, wow. um, in which somebody, I, I need to just sit and watch it, but it, it hasn't been streaming on anything for a while. Oh. Um, somebody told me it was great, and I've been meaning to watch it. I think it is. Um, I'm going to watch it before the next episode. That's something I need to, it's, it's on my list of shame, but yeah. the, the soundtrack is great for like doing work to, you know, homework or whatever. And, and so that song is in there. It's a movie, sorry. It's a movie about restarting the sun because the sun is dying. So they sun, it's, it's oh, and then you're too close to it. It's, it's okay. I'll have watched it. I'll have watched it by our next episode. Um, but it is. It, somebody is pointing out. It's really weird that you would have this movie scored by another classical um, composer 
and then pull somebody else's song and put it in in like one of the apex scenes of the movie. Like it's it, a mess. It, it took me out of the movie because I was like, this movie is playing a song that came out 12 years ago. Like maybe it was not a big enough movie, Sunshine, that that people are gonna recognize it. But then I found out it's used in movies in movie uh trailers constantly. Yeah, and that you have Hans Zimmer, so you could have him make you a special something for this scene if you need something different than yeah. what the rest of the movie sounds like. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, I think we made it through all of my talking points. Are, uh, is there anything else that you guys want to add before I ask our final questions? That's it. No. Okay. Um, let's start with the influences. In 30 years, is this movie going to be influential? No. 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 We will be past it. It will. That's a, sorry. Whoa, I'm getting confused. That's I, I merged. Well, that, that's fine with me. If it's fine with you guys, is it going to be a classic? And no, we'll I be think, past it. I think that Wonder Woman 3 is going to try to return to what made Wonder Woman 1 yes. successful. Yeah, I think it could be. I Hopefully, it'll take the good parts from this movie because I think that there are some and More develop popular. them. Well, another villain, another villain that she she can't just punch to like like Lex Luthor and Superman. Their dynamic isn't simply that he is physically stronger or they go up against each other like Zod. Right. So I would I would be interested in that. Okay. Um. What? So I asked you about your favorite '80s nostalgia via Chris Pine. What is your favorite thing about this movie? Max Lord. Maxwell Lord. <laughs> Two are so same. And mine was her learning to fly, even though I agree the CGI was ridiculous. My CG favorite. and her poses were ridiculous. I liked I liked the love story component that her time with him, he taught her how to fly. Good for her. I think my favorite <laughs> image is her lassoing a light, uh, lightning bolt. Yeah. That seems so incredibly superhero. I'll take that back. My favorite thing is no one watching Max Lord's kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's on a freeway he's he runs a freeway <laughs> you guys think her it's mom is, his mom is constantly with her boyfriend yeah, yeah. i was like I I mean, he's with the dad kind of a lot but like clearly the mom is the more primary caregiver or else the dad wouldn't be surprised that he had another weekend with him so like for a kid who i mean yes he loves his dad but like I'm kind of surprised he didn't start saying I need I want my primary caregiver, which would be his. I want mom. my mom. Yeah. My, my dad is chaos. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. My my mom is well, actually, no, because we don't know what the mom is like. We don't know what the mom is like. She, what if Max Lord is the stable parent? Yeah. Oof. Poor kid. <laughs> um. And yeah, that's not gonna. I don't think that's gonna be fixed anytime soon. Uh, okay, friends, we're glad you joined us. Hopefully you are having a good, oh, a good 2021. I forgot. So we watched this uh, before the end of the year when we were still in 2020. Um, we did not go into current events during this uh, episode. We're not a political podcast, no. but I did find it interesting when watching the movie, the way that Diana and Chris Pine like just kind of walk into the White House and then it's like, oh yeah, she does know this guy who works there and who's an intern. But then like, they just like turn and just go walking around. Like they're just walking around. And I was like, the security here is they're, kind they're, of interesting. 
They're and there. The, for, the security for, at the White House and the Capitol are different when you're white. You, you <laughs> missed. Barbara walked in too, and I was yeah. like, she didn't beat you, anybody up. She just you walked missed the around. Where, where Dana says she's there to stop the count. <laughs> <laughs> the whole edit, a whole deleted scene where she's there to stop the count. Who's the capital? It's a revolution. Make their mascara great again. Yeah. They raised me. Oh my God. <laughs> they raised me. <laughs> the whole is a whole sequence in there. You missed all. I that. missed it. You Man. Missed it. Wait, is that going to be in the Snyder Cut? Yeah, Maybe. that's where we're missing. Steve Trevor's a proud. Steve Trevor's a proud boy. It's, 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 a whole, it's a whole thing. Anyway, friends, we um, we will hopefully be recording again next week. Monday is Martin Luther King Day. Mm-hmm. Um, happy to you, Tim. Um, I was really surprised to find out that Seattle's March is like actually happening in real life this year. That's um, weird. I would. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go. We'll see. I'm planning to go, Don't. but just kind of. Tim, what's our movie next week? Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <gasps> That's right. Oh, I can't wait to tell you guys about the night we rented that movie. Yeah, we'll talk about it. One of my Sounds favorite fun. memories from childhood. All right. We'll talk about it next week when, Kendon, what will we be? We'll be back. <laughs>